3: and welcome to midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbard, along with a rhino in the Element Wealth Studios, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this hump day. Heck yeah, we've made it to the middle of the week. We certainly Halfway had. there. Halfway there. Halfway there. And a good week it has been here on the program. We've had some fun. And uh, we've got so much to talk about, and that's what makes it that's that that's what makes it uh, intriguing at a minimum, right? Might not like all the stuff we're sharing, but we're trying to get it out there to you. The markets melted down yesterday. Once again, it was not a pretty sight. All the indexes down substantially. We're getting a little bit of a bear bounce this morning. The Dow up two oh nine at present. The Nasdaq Composite, 170, the S&P up uh, slightly as well. So most of the issues are in the green, at least today, but uh, I don't think this is any sort of where we've hit the bottom, bouncing off, sustained rally. That just doesn't appear to be the case. But the big economic issue of the day that we're paying attention to is what that Zanio Fed's going to do about interest rates. Uh, we reported yesterday that just a couple of weeks ago, less than five percent of analysts who track this kind of stuff thought we might see a rate increase of three quarters of a point. But that flipped late last week to ninety-five percent. <laughs> so, and this is the other thing that we should remind ourselves of. There was a bit of a rally, you may recall about what months six weeks ago, a couple of months when Fed uh, Chairman Jerome Powell in his remarks, his report came out and said, "I don't really see seventy five basis point rate hikes uh, in the offing, right? He just said, i don't I don't foresee that." Now it's widely believed that he's had a change of heart. Because inflation has not been moderated by the measly, paltry half-point hikes. And he's coming out now saying, we might, only, we might not only see 75 basis points today, we may see more of those. Mortgage rates, 6.2, 6.3, I think. Uh, all sorts of warnings from housing industry analysts. Uh, that that's going to put a crimp, and honestly, make uh, make housing less affordable for a large swath of the population. You know, even the, more so than it already is. Right. I mean, so you've had this this run up of housing prices because of demand outstripping supply and funny money profits. People cashing out when the market had this post covid run because of the injection of massive amount of cash.
2: Well, let's also not forget the impact on the housing market
3: of no evictions for 18 months. Very true. It's absolutely true. And uh so they're just squatting. Uh and that's caused problems it well a lot, lots of factors entering into that but more importantly we're concerned about the impact on the overall industry which is a critical aspect of our broader economy, and, of course, that affects construction, construction labor, construction materials. I have a friend in Texas that owns an Ace Hardware store, old college buddy, and uh, he was telling me yesterday that the price of lumber, I don't track this, has plummeted. You remember, it wasn't too long ago, we were all talking about how it had a sharp run-up, I mean, just crazy run-up. Now it's dropping sharply, precipitously, in the other direction, and other materials as well. So for my friend that's in the hardware business, he relies quite a bit on new home construction. He sells materials, got a lumber yard as well, and and other uh, items that are involved in the construction of new houses. Now, I guess it's possible that people will say, well, I'm not going to build a new house I'm going to remodel an existing house, in which case that kind of changes, I guess, to some extent, what they purchase, uh, what, what um, consumers are buying, because they're remodeling as opposed to new construction. But we also got retail sales data in this morning. It was down 0.3% for the month of May. And, of course, that's a pretty strong indicator of, of uh, consumption, consumer sentiment. And without consumption, of course, there's no profit. Without profit, uh, all sorts of other things happen, all sorts of uh, domino effect economic action. People start getting laid off. You see businesses start to put a, uh, a hold on investing in in an expanding because what for if there's no demand no consumption so anyhow a lot of dynamics at play which
2: brings up a question on the ceasefire text line from yep. The 601 yep they say i'm not an economist nor do i play one on tv hmm. i don't understand how raising interest rates helps inflation just wondering
3: yeah so it's basically th-
2: th- the government slowing down spending
3: yeah, the theory is that what and and don't think so much about just consumers, right? When you see interest rates go up, you got to think about the the um the commercial market as well. So, businesses traditionally typically don't just have a bunch of cash sitting around to invest in new capital equipment. So, maybe they want to buy a new I mean, think about it, new computer systems, for example, new office equipment. Uh, perhaps they're looking to remodel their offices, expand their offices, or their are planting equipment. Think about how much is involved in the manufacturing process, the distribution process, and just all the sorts of assets that a company would buy. Well, they typically go borrow money on that, and they secure that that debt, those loans, with the assets. Banks will loan for assets. You pledge your truck. Just like you do when you go buy a car. You pledge your truck as collateral and we'll loan you money to buy it. Well, when the interest rate rises to the point where it it puts a serious crimp in the uh, expense model of a of a company, of a business, they just say, you know, I can't afford it. I'm going to hold off and just keep going with, with what I got. And so what that does is all the people that make that stuff say, well gosh, I'm making this stuff and I can't sell it at this price with the interest rates being so high the cost of financing those purchases, so I'm going to drop the price. It's just a, it's a way to try to uh, address inflation by curtailing demand. That's that's the only tool essentially that the Fed has. So, that's we'll go back their to tool. my
2: bonfire analogy. If the economy is a bonfire, and you're putting wood on the fire at a normal rate then the fire stays roughly the same size you start dumping a whole bunch of wood on it the fire is going to grow which means it's going to burn through more of your firewood faster that's right same thing. raising interest rates is basically making the the wood heavier it's harder to get it from the pile to the fire so it slows down adding fuel to the fire so the fire goes back down and burns at a regular rate again.
3: Yeah. The theory is, hey, all these people are flush with money, and they're willing to buy this stuff, and, and uh, I can raise prices, and they still keep on buying it. But when the cost of financing those purchases rises to a point where consumers say, I don't think I can afford that, and again, not just consumers, individual consumers, we're talking about the broader economy and the economic picture, which is business and commercial consumption. And, and so it's a big issue. But what you don't hear, and we'll get to this later in the program, we got Brian Flowers coming up uh, after the next break. Of course, Mr. Flowers is in a runoff for the Mississippi 2nd Congressional District on the Republican ballot. But what you're not hearing after Joe Biden delivered, rhino a fiery speech yesterday at the AFL-CIO. And guess what? I know this comes as a shock. He is blaming it on everyone but him. What a shock! On the ceasefire tax line, do y'all think car notes may go up in existing notes and rates? If the question here, Charlie no. from Pearl, no, I mean you're, you're, you're your 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 contract in. should be locked in. I'm not familiar. Those are called chattel mortgages, uh, chattel loans, and it, and it would be shocking if you have one that that varies, that adjust. Uh, now on if you're going vehicle. to get a.
2: New note on a car, you could see a higher interest rate.
3: Oh, yeah, a higher interest rate. But generally speaking, those those rates apply for the life of the loan. Right. Unlike, say, an adjustable rate mortgage on a home.
2: So even though the Fed's raising interest rates, you don't have to worry about the interest on your car note going up because they raised interest rates.
3: Your existing note. Correct. Let's be clear. If you go buy a new or used vehicle, uh and purchase one today yeah you're it's gonna, gonna be higher than the one you're paying yeah but there are manufacturers that are sometimes offering promotions that cover that we'll take a break right here from the element wealth studios by the way jeremy nelson from element wealth on at 1205
4: brian flowers next
6: What do you really know about Michael Cassidy? He just came to Mississippi from Maryland and only registered to vote here last year. As a Navy Reserve pilot, Cassidy was grounded and put under an investigation. Mississippi doesn't need a carpetbagger. We need a conservative, a conservative like Michael Guest.
7: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi values. I ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff election.
6: Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
4: Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com.
8: From luxury hotels to homeowners, Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will exceed your expectations. Your beautiful new bath and shower are made with the same high-quality materials used in luxury hotels and installed in as little as one day. Bath Fitter in Ridgeland will provide the bath or shower custom designed you've always wanted with no heavy demo or weeks without your bath area. Visit Bathfitter.com where you can design your own bath area and book your free in-home or virtual consultation. BathFitter.com
9: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events. But thanks to two men in a truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need. A professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday. And all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit TwoMinuteInATruck.com for a free, no obligation estimate.
1: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Check
0: it out. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's get on with it on Super Talk, Mississippi.
7: Just as I thought it was going all right. I found that I'm wrong and I thought it was right. It's always the same, it's just the sh-
3: That'd be the great Phil Collins in Genesis, back in the Element Wealth Studios on this. Pump day! Joining us now in the studios, it's Brian Flowers. Mr. Flowers is a candidate for Mississippi's 2nd Congressional District. That would be the seat presently held by... Benny Thompson going back to 92, 94, something like that. 29 years ago. Yeah. Um, So anyhow, you, uh, Mr. Flowers, have advanced to a runoff coming up here. We should be clear about this. June the 28th is the runoff. You just uh, uh, completed the primary. The primaries were held here uh, in Mississippi on uh, June the 7th. It, it was,
10: and to be honest with you, you know, I was pretty disappointed in the turnout. You know, um, it just seems like there's, it wasn't very well advertised on um, when the primary was. There's a lot of people that I've talked to that
3: they didn't even know when it was. Yeah. So I've talked to the same. So just looking here um, at the latest. Uh, Looks like 13,951 voted in the Republican primary in your district. Is that in line with what you? Yes, sir. Okay. And uh, on the Democrat side, it was 40,000 in the district. Benny Thompson received 96.2% of that vote. Thirty-eight thousand, wow! And thirty-five thousand of it
10: came in five minutes after the uh, polls closed, which I kind of find mm. funny too. So
3: mm. interesting. I'm just going to throw that out there and okay. leave it alone. All right. So let's talk about uh, the runoff coming up. You will be facing uh, Mr. Eller, right? yes, sir. Uh, coming up, and uh, let's see. The results were you received six thousand plus votes, and uh, Ron Eller received forty-five hundred. Yes. So sir. Um, you beat him by. About uh, 30, 40 percent there, it looks like. So, uh, and then Michael Carson, 2916, Stanford Johnson, 482. All right, so you got that coming up. First, uh, tell the audience, the voters, how you and Mr. Eller differ in uh, your approach to governing. It's very simple. in my, in my
10: campaign, anybody asks me a question, just like we talked about on the uh, last time I was on your show. Mm-hmm. Anybody asks me a question, I will tell them exactly what my plans are, what I want to do with it. And if I don't have a uh, plan, at least I present an idea that I would like to present as an option. Where, <clears throat> excuse me, Mr. Eller wants to give you long-winded conversations and incorporates history lessons and Bible verses in there. And doesn't give you any facts or any substance to what he wants to do. Got you. Talks with general Republican talking points.
3: Okay. So uh, what are your three top priorities should you be seated in the U.S. uh, House of
10: Representatives? Top priorities, infrastructure, education, and jobs. And infrastructure includes those Yazoo pumps that have not been put in for decades now. Right. We have got to get those put in. We need true infrastructure, such as roads, bridges. One thing I keep bringing up is I want good education for my children. I want good roads and bridges to drive on. I want good railways, good uh, airports so I can travel uh, with my family. I want make sure that we have good-paying jobs. Now, if I want that for me more than likely a lot of other people want the same thing for their families good education good r- infrastructure good ports that we can get uh, our commodities in right so it's, it's not just it's not just pandering to my constituents or anybody else that is out there telling them what they want to hear gotcha. it is a personal it is very personal to me as well and as well as my family. Okay.
3: Would you have, speaking of infrastructure, would you have supported the bipartisan infrastructure bill? It's called bipartisan because it did receive some Republican votes in both houses. It was $1.2 trillion uh, under President Joe Biden passed last fall. Is that something you would have supported? Absolutely not. And that bill was full of a bunch of
10: fluff and extras that add to the national debt that the taxpayers are going to have to pay for. And it had... Again, it didn't cover what we need here.
3: Okay, got you. So, uh, what are you hearing from your constituents as uh, their concerns and something uh, and the things they'd like to see government address?
10: One thing is is you know they they are tired of being ignored. Um, every person I've talked to, they they sit there and they have made valid point after point after point, and I have adopted that same point. Is look around in thirty years that Benny Thompson has been in in office. Has the district gotten better, worse, or stayed the same? The answer is clear. It's gotten worse. And people have reached out to his office about certain problems, certain things that they'd like to see changed, and and they are ignored. So one thing is they want somebody in there that is willing to listen to them and work for them and not themselves. That is their biggest uh, statement that I keep hearing from everybody.
3: Why do you think the voters keep sending him back? You
10: know, I think we touched a little bit about this on the last show that I was on, and a lot of it has to do with intimidation. Um, I mean, it's a D-plus-14 district. Now, this election, I believe that that D-plus-14, even though it's D-plus-14, there's a lot of Democratic voters that are going to be coming out of the Republican side and voting to get Benny Thompson out. They're sick of it. They're tired of it. And, you know... it, it's it's going to be a big change, I think, this
3: year. Are you hearing complaints about the cost of living? We've been talking that a, about that a lot on the on the program. Inflation, of course, through the roof. Price of gas, et cetera. Are, are people complaining about that and looking for some solutions from government? People are complaining every time.
10: Every time I go to the pump. I'll, I'll hear people talking about the gas prices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll hear people talking about, you know, in the grocery store, good Lord, it's gone up another 10 cents, you know, regardless of what the item may be. Mm-hmm. People are tired of it. They, they are on uh, a budget. And this is where the federal government is supposed to be on a budget, and they don't adhere to a budget. They just spend, 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 spend. And now we're in the problem that we're in, and now it's causing the other people in America that are supposed to be or that are on a budget, now they're having to figure out how to adjust their way of living. And it's not just – it's not just – uh the people that can afford it you have people that have that are on that are in poverty that are on food stamps Mm -hmm. those food stamps you only get x amount of food stamps as inflation goes up you're not going to get more food stamps you're going to be getting the same amount and having to do with less so now you're being driven further into poverty you got the people that were in the lower middle class are now moving into poverty And it just trickles
3: down. Hmm. So one of the things we we hear a lot about uh, uh, federal spending, of course, is that it keeps going up, as you indicated. But... The Congress, for the most part, really only votes on discretionary spending, the mandatory spending, all the programs that are in place by statute. The Congress really doesn't even vote on that, and that consumes 70 percent of our spending. But these continuing resolutions, the omnibus bills that are appropriated on an annual basis that Congress does vote for, which which represents about 30 percent of our spending – where would you stand on that? Would you be willing to take a stand and say, I'm just not going to vote for this, and yeah, this may result in shutting down the government, but we got to to come to grips with uh, our fetish for spending?
10: We do. And, you know, to be fiscally responsible with the taxpayers' money, they are putting their hard-earned money into our hands to run the government the best way that we can. The what needs to happen is people need to sit there and put their foot down and say no, no more continuing resolutions. We're done. We need to get this government on a balanced budget. Now, if that means cutting back on certain programs so that we can stay within our budget, then fine. This goes back to what I've been saying with the uh, where I work at at Grand Gulf. I have to go if I want more money. I'm I'm the uh, contract manager and the um, finance coordinator for my department. When I need to get money, I have to go to a committee and say, I want X amount of money, okay? Well, what are you going to give up f- so you can pay for that money? Because the go- the, the company's not just going to give me more money. I have to offset it with something else. Yeah. So in Congress, I plan on doing that, pr- uh, providing that way uh, of thinking to the method of trying to balance this budget. If you want a program or you want to put a bill forward, okay, fine. What are you, what are you willing to get rid of? to pay for this bill that you're wanting to put forward we can't just keep shelling out money we're borrowing money from other countries to run our own country and when does it stop you know when when do we stop being the united states and start being so indebted to other countries that now we're a part of that
3: country gosh what do you think about term limits what do you think is the appropriate term for a member of the house member of the senate
10: I believe 12 years. Uh, that gives a person enough time to get in there, get their feet up underneath themselves, and actually get things accomplished to where uh, if they have a long-term project that they want to work on, to be able to see that through. But they give six years to the House Representatives if they can last that long uh, as far as being elected. And it gives two terms to the Senate. Got you. So, Got you. Well, if that were the case,
3: Representative Thompson would have been gone a long time ago.
10: He needed to be gone after about the second
3: term he was in there. Good luck to you, Brian. Appreciate you coming on midday. Thanks, sir. You bet. Brian Flowers, candidate for Mississippi's 2nd Congressional District. Most importantly, folks, one June the
10: 28th. Hurry up. One more thing. I just yep. want to make sure to let everybody know. If anybody wants to come to my website, they can visit me at flowersforcongress.com. Also, find me on Facebook at Brian Flowers um, for Congress. And if they want to donate, there is a donate button on my website. And we can...
11: Bob White Honda is the place in Mississippi for Honda certified pre-owned.
6: Honda True Certified Plus guarantees you get all the benefits of joining the Honda family.
11: Thanks to our extensive warranty, every Honda certified pre-owned vehicle comes with peace of mind.
6: And a thorough multi-point inspection with a downloadable vehicle report from Honda.
11: So you see what we see.
6: Find us online at BobWhiteHonda.com.
11: Or swing by and let's get you a deal. deal
12: this is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated, located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has an outstanding selection of all your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, and bagged in bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for indoors and outdoors? Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home
13: and garden—that's what Callaway's is.
12: I'm Lauren McGraw with got to Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event, too big or too small. When you got to go, please call got to Go,
8: 601-879-3969.
14: This hour of the Gallo Show is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
15: U.S. Supreme Court justices released a handful of decisions on Monday, but not in the Mississippi abortion case. A draft decision leaked from the court suggests they plan to overturn Roe v.ersus Wade and give states the power to regulate abortion. Ole Miss law professor Christopher Green says the decision could come any day now.
16: I would be stunned if it goes past the 4th of July. I think they want to get it done by then. Uh, But uh, but I, I would say it might be July 2nd, July 3rd. And it might, you know, it might be before then. So uh, June June 29th, June 30th. I, I think they usually try to get it done by, by June. So it's uh, it's not much
5: longer now.
15: Tuesday, the House voted to pass a bill that would protect Supreme Court justices and their families. This comes nearly a week after a man was arrested for trying to kill Justice Brett Kavanaugh. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
14: Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. Join Mississippi's handyman, Buddy Slowick, every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Contact MCEF today. Leading the way in training, credentials, and job placement.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbard Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one.
13: Some people call me the space cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the gangster of love. Some people call me Maurice. Because I speak of the puppets of love.
3: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. We are in the Element Wealth Studios, and in fact, we've got Jeremy Nelson, a partner at Element Wealth. He's coming on Midday's at twelve oh five. We'll be right here in the Element Wealth Studios, and it. Uh, we thought it would be a timely discussion with the markets so dang volatile, and the folks worried about their nest eggs. As they approach retirement, you've got folks in that situation. You've got others who are just uh, reeling over the high price of everything they buy. Where's all that going? And also, you got young folks and folks in, in their prime looking to invest, to put away some money for the eventual retirement, and uh, taking it easy after a, a long life of work. Absolutely. That's, I think, consistent with the American dream to a great extent. But the destruction of value, asset values in the markets, maybe changes your timing, changes your, uh, your ability, frankly, just to stop working and retire from work and, and earning income to make ends meet. That's uh, becoming more front and center uh, as a decision that a lot of people have to make. So we're going to have Jeremy on to talk about that and where he sees all this going from a market perspective, an economic perspective. And, of course, right when we go off the air here today is when the Fed is expected to announce 2 o'clock Eastern time today is when they're going to tell us, What uh, they're going to do with respect to interest rates. We talked earlier about the expectation that uh, we'll see a three-quarters of a point increase voted on by the Fed. They're going to throw that at us, and we'll see where all that goes and whether or not that trips us into a recession. Generally speaking, when interest rates rise and, like we said, businesses and consumers cut down on their spending because the cost of financing goes up, Then the uh, the sort of the cause and effect of that and the other consequences of that is businesses start, it's crazy to say this, laying people off to curb expenses because sales are down. It's pretty straightforward. And uh, so that's a problem. And that's not going to bode well politically either. Now, yesterday, as you guys know, uh, or you may not know, but Joe Biden, Rhino, if you saw any of this, I mean, he just got fired up. He got belligerent. He was yelling. I haven't seen it quite like that. So I just got to ask, you know, this is not an area of expertise for me. Is this a symptom of some sort of cognitive disorder when you just start yelling like that? Is it possibly a symptom of that? A serious question.
2: I mean, the, the symptoms of Alzheimer's or dementia or any, num- any other number of mental disabilities that, that come with age, the, the list of symptoms is long. Okay. But I do believe agitation and an inability to control the volume of one's voice is on that list.
3: Okay. Well, I admit, I get fired up sometime here on the program. <laughs> I get you that way too every now and then, but that's because uh, honestly we're passionate and we uh, we're we're passionate about the issues. We're deeply concerned about our country, our state, our community, and uh, so I get. I I guess I just get energized talking about it, but I don't yell. Well, he was yelling at people yesterday. I mean, it was the tone of it. Was uh, kind of disgusting, but he, of course he's at a union event. And what did he say? He said to the union, "We're expecting you to carry us out of this economic mess we're here. <laughs> And he was yelling about it. And he once again in his in in his remarks about inflation, uh, what he said there was. Well, it's not as bad as the other countries, <laughs> and which is not true, because all the other major Western democracies are not experiencing the level of, of inflation as we are. Germany, France, Japan, UK, uh, Saudi Arabia, they're not experiencing the level of inflation. I mean, that's, that's just They bad. also
2: don't have the capability of influencing their own inflation the
3: way we do. That's true. That, that is absolutely true. Uh, so anyhow, he, he, he went on a rant about that, but he just told more falsehoods, and he started talking about this job growth, and uh, he attacked Trump on jobs when he made a reference to the decline in uh, the labor participation rate and, and the rise of unemployment. Well, sure, when he left office in 2020... Uh, that's absolutely true because of this covid crap where all the scientists said follow the science and shut the economy down well of course people shed jobs but it's such an it's such an um meaningless comparison when you compare today's environment to the, to the few months in 2020 uh just before trump left office it it's just done it's an invalid comparison what you should be comparing to it to is the pre-pandemic economy where we had low unemployment 2% inflation 0% interest rates low price of gas etc that's what you should be comparing to and also the rise of wages but you don't get that comparison he focuses on those few months that where the pandemic basically shut everything down. Well, I shouldn't say that government shut everything down, because all these brilliant scientists were telling them to. And of course, they were following their their advice in that respect. He also said, so he's wrong about the job. We're still, just for perspective, uh, even with this huge growth in jobs, you know, we're still not where we were in 2019, pre-pandemic. But he won't talk about that. He won't discuss that. And that's just disingenuous and it's misleading. He also made the statement that Americans have less debt today than they did, did. It's did, did then and that it is declining. That's absolutely false as well. All sorts of economic reports from the industry about, uh, and the financial industry in particular, about how Americans are now putting out that plastic, putting stuff on that plastic. Credit card debt is up. And then he talks about deficit and reckless spending. And I realized yesterday, Rhino, when I went home, I failed when we came back from a break to talk about why our deficit is down. I promised I'd do that, and I teased it, so I apologize for that. But there are two things going on that have contributed to our deficit being down to, oh, just a trillion dollars this year relative to last year. When it was uh, about two point six or so, and and there are two reasons for that. One is, well, last year the uh, the American Rescue Plan was passed, and that was one point nine trillion, and the, the amount of that which was encumbered and spent in the fiscal year twenty twenty one was a huge contributor to the deficit. So it's like, okay, well, let me let me go create a problem, and then brag about solving it by just not repeating it so we didn't have an american rescue plan a 1.9 trillion dollar spending boondoggle in the 2022 fiscal year that's one of the reasons but the other reason is tax revenues are way up highest ever and that's under the trump tax cuts so you're taking victory labs you're boasting about the decline in the deficit And there are two core reasons for that. One is, you just didn't repeat the same mistake you did last year from a spending perspective. And two is, the Trump tax cuts actually produced more revenue even though you swore all your Democrat people, you told the whole country, oh my gosh, it's going to be economic Armageddon if we pass these tax cuts. And how many times did you hear it over and over and over again? They said the Trump tax cuts are causing the deficit. It's $150 billion a year on over a 10-year period of time. They misstate that, misrepresent that every single time. Uh, and, and that turned out to be false. That was the CBO's estimate. That turned out to be false because revenues actually went up. Now, it is absolutely true that a great reason for the revenue increase is because he dropped all that helicopter money on us. And folks went out and spent more money, and that produced more profit. And more profit means more income tax and uh, and just more economic activity in general. And we also had the crazy stock market. Where massive capital gains were realized and folks paid taxes on that, he just he just won't explain that stuff. And what I'm explaining right now, which is fairly simple and straightforward, honestly, I'm not sure if he has the ability to explain it. I think there's just staffers back in the West Wing that said, "Here, just go say this. Tell him this. Seriously, just writes it down. They stick it in the teleprompter. He he doesn't read it. He yells it." <laughs> We're gonna step aside. We got more to talk about uh here on middays. We're in the Element Wealth studios, Jeremy Nelson, the partner at Element Wealth at twelve oh five.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, sunny skies, and hot, high near 95. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 74. Your Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 94. And a look to finally Friday, 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
19: This is the opening Agri Market Report. The Open at the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton was down 174 to 118.91. March cotton was down 165 to 114.39. Open at the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down three quarters to 1697 and three quarters per a bushel. August soybeans were up four cents to 1620 and a half a bushel. July corn, was up eight and a quarter to seven seventy six and a half per bushel september corn was up three cents to seven thirty two and a half per bushel at the mercantile august live cattle was up two seventy five to one thirty six seventy seven october live cattle was up two oh two to one forty two seventeen august feeders up one thirty five to one seventy two sixty five september feeders up one forty two to one seventy four seventy seven and at the open the Dow Jones up 321 points, 30,685. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Super Talk Mississippi AgriNews Network.
20: In Mississippi, we look out for one another because that's the Mississippi way. I'll be honest, not that long ago I was unsure about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because I had a lot of questions. And after talking to my healthcare provider, I got the answers I needed to make an informed decision about protecting myself and my community. Because that's the Mississippi way. Got questions? Get informed by visiting the MSY.com or talking to one of the physicians with the Mississippi State Medical Association.
12: Your business may not be a Fortune 500 company yet.
3: Super Talk Mississippi. So, we were just talking about the <laughs> the fiery speech by <laughs> Joe Biden yesterday regarding. Uh, it was at this AFL CIO conference, uh, union conference, and totally pandering to those folks which he always does. I mean, they do contribute a lot to his campaign as they do Democrats in general, but you know what? I I think they're I think they're getting a little squeamish <laughs> about that. They're getting uh, they're starting to maybe think through what this truly is meaning to their members. Cuz they're all getting crushed by all this. Something else I thought was interesting Rhino is in one of his yelling fits he started talking about pre existing conditions. I mean, just yelling about it. Wasn't, the insurance companies will not cover it. We're not for Obamacare. Right, right. Affordable. I mean, what What the hell is that all about? Where did he come up with that? I really couldn't connect it. Seriously. It's and, like his
2: brain's having a hard time deciding whether or not he's president or if he's still <laughs> vice president.
3: <laughs> I guess. Um, so he also just discussed the accusations of reckless spending. do we have some sound on that where he was really arg- uh angry about it i mean it was it was visible and you got it I don't want to hear any more of these
19: lies about reckless spending we're changing people's lives don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs>
3: All that spending is changing people's lives. Yeah, you're right. $5 gas. 185% increase in the price of eggs. Thank you, Joe. Now I'm yelling. I'm all mad. Is that the silliest thing you've ever heard? We're changing people's lives. (laughs) Oh, gosh. What is he talking about? How can he be that clueless? He always has been. It's just sad. Yeah, I guess when you got a recession in the offing, yeah, that changes people's lives. I agree. It will. Unfortunately, some people are going to lose their job. It's crazy how we go for this environment of uh, just demand for jobs uh, and demand for workers, I should say, dramatically outpacing supply of workers. And it's really given uh, workers, laborers the upper hand across the industry spectrum. And now that's about to flip around very abruptly if we start seeing layoffs. we've already got like some of the crypto companies, big tech companies announcing layoffs. I've seen reports recently where this is kind of unusual employers are rescinding offers. Between the time an offer is extended and the time they start work. you seen that, right? you're shaking your head. You've seen oh, it as yeah. well, right? Uh, rescinding offers. In a offers.
2: variety of fields.
3: Yeah, across the spectrum,
2: really. I saw a guy, He it was on a, it's a part of Reddit called Data is Beautiful. It's, yeah. It's where they take data points and plot them on charts and try to make them look pretty. And every once in a while, I wind up wandering over there. And this guy was, he's a pastor, and he had charted out all of his attempts to find a new job. And it was something like 30% of offers got rescinded oh, wow. before he could accept them. Okay. So, that, yeah, even in, so it's happening. even in the realm of pastoral work.
3: Okay. Wow. wow. So, not just anecdotal, a couple of little reports I saw about this. So Biden also, he's now telling the oil refiners, produce more gas, fewer profits. Fewer profits. That just grinds my gears. That it does. You're telling a private company who's in the business of producing profit. No profit, no company, no jobs. No capital to invest in expansion and producing more, refining more. fewer profits. It's been debunked. Hell, we've done it here on the show, this idea of profiteering and record profits. It's just not true. Not true. But it's true in the minds of the idiots on the left who can't comprehend large numbers. I guess so. It's it just thats ridiculous, in my opinion, to admonish a private company. I've, I've shared that before. It's one of the things I'm passionate about, by the way, is government... Has no business doing that unless they're breaking the law. And they're not. We'll step aside right here. It's time for Super Talk News, Fox News from the Element Wealth Studios. We'll come back. Jeremy Nelson from Element Wealth at 1205.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni Tree Pros. Online at BaroniStreetPros.com.
16: News. I'm Chris Foster. Republicans in Nevada choose former State Attorney General Adam Laxalt to take on Senate Democrat Catherine Cortez Mastro. We have never been more ready for this battle. Republican Myra Flores wins a special House election in Texas ahead of Democrat Dan Sanchez.
4: Flores flipping the heavily Democratic seat red in the Rio Grande Valley. Flores defeating Sanchez by nearly eight points, the daughter of Mexican migrant workers.
16: Boxes Griff Jenkins. The white man accused of murdering ten black people at a supermarket in Buffalo, New York is now charged with federal hate crimes a once popular internet browser is in retirement
21: it first debuted in 1995 as an add-on to windows 95 and starting today internet explorer will no longer be supported as microsoft will solely authorize
16: its newer browser called edge fox's Evan brown stocks are up a bit ahead of today's announcement on interest rate hikes america's listening to fox news
12: I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with your construction site. We have many different options such as portable toilets, handicap units, hand washers, eye washers, and also roll off dumpsters. When you Gotta Go, please call Gotta Go 601 879
8: 3969.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A memorial service for Meridian Police Officer Kenneth Croom will be held Thursday at 1 at the Meridian High School Gym. Croom was killed last week responding to a domestic violence call. There'll be a viewing at Northport Funeral and Cremation Service Friday from noon to 4. The Alpha Psi Alpha Fraternity will hold the ceremony for Croom at the same location at 6 Friday night. Croom was born in Tuscaloosa, and there are plans to honor his memory there as well. The Wisconsin Association of School Boards is the latest to decide not to renew their membership with the national school boards association the mississippi school boards association voted to terminate their membership with the nsba in november this is the latest in an exodus by state school board groups following the controversy over angry parents being compared to domestic terrorists 30 states have now distanced themselves from the national organization
22: The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know we led the largest initiative to keep local governments from taking your private property through eminent domain? We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org.
15: There's a severe shortage of several blood types in Mississippi and shortages nationwide. Merle Eldridge with Mississippi Blood Services explains why it's harder to get donations during the summer months.
9: That A lot of our blood comes from our high schools and our colleges and and a lot of our businesses that allow us to come in the fall and the spring um, mm-hmm. come summer. And we're not in those schools and people are out and about. They're on vacation Um The need goes up, but the collections go down. She's encouraging folks
15: to give the gift of life.
9: We try to be creative and come up with all types of things that can get donors in. Right now, we're giving away $1,000 every single month to blood donors. We have incentives on all of our blood drives. We have anywhere from 8 to 10 blood drives every single day somewhere across the state to get people in.
15: You can find a blood drive near you by logging on to msblood.org. I'm Kelly Bennett.
3: One to midday's hour two in the Element Well Studios. Yeah, that wheel in the sky. sky It keeps on a turning, and what day is it? Hump day. Just checking, wanted to make sure. So, (laughs) Biden actually penned a letter to U.S. oil refiners, and he said,
2: "Because he figured they wouldn't show up if he invited them to the Oval Office." (laughs)
3: <laughs> because he did talk about that, uh, right? We reported that yesterday. That was a plan to bring them all together, and 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 of course, all he's going to do is ad- admonish them and criticize them. You know that. He said the crunch that families are facing deserves immediate action. He wrote that to seven oil refiners. Quote, your companies need to work with my administration to bring forward concrete, near-term solutions that address the crisis. So we played for the audience, I believe yesterday, Rhino, a clip from the campaign, right, where he was debating then-President Trump. I think it was the last debate prior to the November election. And he said, yeah, they pollute. We're shutting them down. Now he's begging them to refine more. Yeah, I get fired up about that. The, the wishy-washiness, the vacillation in politics, the failure to adhere consistently to one's views and principle. I get it. You evolve on things. But explain it. I don't have been okay if he said, you know, a couple of years ago on the campaign trail, really, I thought we were in good enough shape with renewables. I felt like we were that we needed to continue this trend of replacing traditional fossil fuels that are not good for the environment, in my opinion. But given the situation we're in right now with the price of gas crushing American households and really about to tank our economy, I've had a change of heart. I want to work with the refiners and the producers to see what we can do to foment an environment more conducive to increasing supply. I think the American people would have clapped. What do you think, folks? I really do. But when you just make such a 180 like that without any explanation, and now, of course, next month he's headed to the Middle East to beg Saudi Arabia to produce more. What's wrong with ours? That's what
2: I would do if I received a letter from President Biden and I was the CEO of an oil company. I would go, well, open up the
3: Gulf. Exactly. So something else that hasn't gotten a lot of attention, you know, about the XL pipeline, which it is true that it would not, it is not scheduled. It had construction continue to be online until, I think, sometime next year. But again, the price of oil is based on futures. It's based on futures. And when the overall market says, hey, look, we're going to have more supply, well, that has a tendency to to uh, influence prices downward. That's how it works. It's just simple supply and demand. But, and of course, the Anwar pipeline, he kind of just randomly out of nowhere shut down. That's in Alaska. But you know, there's one in North Dakota that environmentalists as well as Um, tribes, the um, Native tribes, Native American tribes in the state of North Dakota, they're trying to shut down a pipeline right now that generates, transfers 570,000 barrels per day. Per day. That's 2.5%, about 2.7% of what we consume. This would have a major impact negatively on the price of fuel, if that goes through. And nobody's even talking about that. Now, it's in the courts, and and this pipeline, by the way, was opened in 2017, and the Supreme Court rejected, this was back in February of this year, it just didn't get a lot of attention, it rejected a bid led by Dakota Access Oil Pipeline operator Energy Transfer to avoid additional environmental review of a section that it actually runs under an artificial lake. And that's opposed by some close-in-proximity Native American tribes. Look, I, 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 I'm for that. I mean, I, I don't want to go pollute the lake. But let's be reasonable here. Let's just not do it on ideological grounds. And that's my concern. Everything's just ideological. No, we can't use fossil fuels. I mean, look no further than the goofy Secretary of the Energy, Jennifer Granholm. We're going to have to dig that video up, uh, Rhino, the one she starred in with the anti fossil fuels activists. Little jingle involved in them. Leave that gas in the ground or some crap like that. And. Uh, don't come up, gas, stay at, stay there, something nutty like that. Well, when you've got the Secretary of Energy who participates in a video that's calling for banning the use of energy, the main sources we have, how could you have any confidence that, that these people know what the hell they're doing and that they're acting in the, the best interest of the country? I think it was yesterday or day before John Kerry, what is he these days? He's like the energy czar or something, right? Climate czar. Climate czar, okay. So this was... The irony of that is just astounding. It is. This was last week. um, The climate czar, John Kerry, was a presidential envoy. And uh, he was talking about climate change. And he got questioned about whether or not we should sort of renew the use of and increase the use of coal to address this this energy crisis here's what he said
14: and energy security worry is driving a lot of the thoughts now about oh
3: we need more drilling of gas we need more drilling of this we need to go back to coal no we don't we absolutely don't and we have to prevent a false narrative from entering into this or again uh, pun intended we are cooked there you go false narrative. So make no mistake, and this is not a conspiracy theory. I, I I think they do clearly. They're celebrating the fact that, that all these traditional sources of energy that they that they view as harming the climate and the planet, at the increase of them, they they see that as a positive. I just find it silly people. that
2: the greenies have shifted their approach from a warning when I was growing up. We're not going to have any any more oil. We're going to use up all the world's oil. We'll have to transition away from oil
3: because there won't be any more. Right. We're going to use every drop of it. That's so true. now we're not going to touch it. It's evil. You're exactly right. I mean, heck, I can tell you anecdotally, in 1972 at my high school, I never forget the parade of all the people lining up telling us we're running out of oil. Put your thermostat on 75 in the summer and 62 in the winter. We're going to go to school four days a week, and we're going not going to have night football. I mean, it's just the whole laundry list. I mean, it was fear-mongering, 72. It's
2: almost like when the Democrats tell you the sky is falling, you should laugh at
3: them. <laughs> we don't seem to learn, though, Sadly bowen Indianola, we were talking about Joe and his and his yelling i I found limited video of it all the videos I found were the entire speech and I didn't have time to go through and parse it out uh the the yelling episodes out of that uh it, it goes on to say this is Bowen Indianola, it is a symptom of Alzheimer's so I raised the question whether or not these yelling fits it were kind of random and and uh really I don't I didn't feel like they were promoted by anything he's making a speech at a at an event said my granddad had it my great grandmother everyone in my family ends up with it you can also see it in his eyes anyone with family member with it will tell you that it's sad honestly that it's it's sad that the democrats essentially put this guy up uh, all because they wanted trump out and they felt like he had the best chance of getting trump out I and mean, they're obsessed with trump and these january 6 hearings Uh, They're of zero value and zero substantive meaning because all they care about is trying to get to some way to indict Trump or, or render him ineligible to run for public office. That's all they care about while
2: covering for the shadiness that is the FBI.
3: No doubt about it. And that's that's disgusting as well. And Nancy Pelosi, I think she is culpable in what happened as well because we we have learned now since that Trump offered National Guard support and she uh, refused it and also failed to visit with the Capitol Police about the, the possibility. I find that dereliction of duty. We'll take a break. On middays in the Element Well studios. We'll be right back.
14: This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Glutstadt, just south of Germantown High. Callaway's has an outstanding selection of your favorite trees, shrubs, color plants, bagged and bulk soils. Everything for your outdoor living. Callaway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture and the largest selection in the South. Our farmer's market is full of fresh fruits, vegetables, local honey, jellies and jams, and the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's has farm fresh produce seven days a week. Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for indoors and outdoors? Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's has bulk soils for Pickup and local delivery. calloways landscape designers, Clinton Strader and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Visit calloways in Gladstad on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, is everything for
13: home and That's what is.
12: How can R.J. Young help you?
1: Hey, it's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling.
13: Hit it. Go. Play it.
0: Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: We are back. It's 2 a.m. John from Vance on the Ceasefire Text Line, which is six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five says what needs to happen is to cut some of these food stamps off. I get so sick of seeing people eating steak and lobster on food stamps and I'm eating noodles. Yeah, I mean uh, it's it's a statement that bears repeating, Rhino I've said so many times on the program which is wherever there's big government money there's big waste fraud and abuse no doubt about it and there's have you ever heard the president uh, any president they just don't ever talk about we really need to go through these programs with a fine tooth comb and and root out the massive amount of waste fraud and abuse in all these programs it just it ought to happen today there's just no interest in doing it not even
2: from the angle of there are people who need these programs that can't get them. Right.
3: Not even from that angle can you get any traction. Right. Exactly. Uh, But it's unfortunately, it is pervasive. It is in Medicare. It is in Medicaid. It is in Social Security. It is in SNAP. And there are a plethora of other um, welfare programs. There's housing assistance. Uh, for example, uh, that rent assistance and stuff like that. I mean, there, there's so many of them. I, I can't even think of them all right now, but it, uh, have studied them in the past. But and and those are um, they're sizable programs, but they're nothing like they're not nothing like compared to the fraud that exists in say Medicaid and Medicare, and to some extent, to a lesser degree, Social Security. But it's it is uh, it's a problem uh, that just never gets addressed, and that doesn't even get into just the inefficiency of the of the 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 agency uh, conundrum, and and just how Byzantine that is, and how bizarre the the organizational model, the the organizational structure, the way the money is spent by the various agencies in government. We that's without even getting into that. And really digging deep into, do we really need all these people, all these assets, all these expenses? Nobody seems to have any interest in uh, really pursuing that. And and it's a problem, in my view. And it's something that is worth pursuing. But, again, so Joe's bragging about, uh, or he's really not bragging, but he's calling out those who are criticizing him for reckless spending. But he signed off on a $1.9 trillion, as soon as he took office, American Rescue Plan. Which, by the way, think about this. That one bill spends more in one year. It's it's actually over a couple of years, two or three years, because some deadlines, some, some dates. But in general, it's a short-term deal. It, it was designed to be a short-term deal, because it was a rescue plan. I mean, you can't drag out rescues. Rescue, I think, implies something's in trouble, and it's it it needs help, needs assistance to get out of trouble. Well, that's a short-term deal. Yet, all we ever heard out of the Democrats think about it was the two trillion-dollar Trump tax cuts, which was wrong. Is one point five, A B. It's over ten years. So you're you never you never hear anything about that. Well, wait, you're you're saying that the Trump tax cuts produce deficits, which over 10 years, $150 billion a year. The deficit's a trillion, but the revenue's up anyhow, so the whole argument is just moot. But what about your $1.9 trillion? By the way, not a Republican supported that before everybody goes out and gets on that train. Let's be clear, not a Republican supported it. It is absolutely true that in 2020, we had the CARES Act and, and another major, I think a $900 billion bill was the first one that uh, in, it injected money into the economy and w- was um, a problem as well now in retrospect, I think to a lesser degree than the $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan because it, it kind of...
2: In fairness, we had questions at the beginning going, wait, they're planning to... But how much money out there? It's true. And how are they going to get to the people and verify what? What?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely true. Uh, but again, this was in response to the scientists telling us we got to shut everything down, and so that money sort of um, substituted for producing. That is a problem from an inflationary perspective, but it's not doesn't rise to the level, in my view. That uh, is equivalent to the analogy you made, which is you got this roaring fire, right? That you've just you've just ignited, and it's and it's just getting uh, rapidly getting bigger and more robust, and then you come pour gas on it. That's exactly what happened with the the rescue plan it was unnecessary. So it's my thought, it's my belief that that was considerably more a factor. In the inflationary spiral that we are enduring today Uh, and that's not defending the cares act and the other massive amount of spending in the last year of of the Trump administration I'm just comparing the two in terms of how they influenced our present economic environment and our present inflationary environment because remember even Obama's economists told Joe Biden don't do this don't do this and again to clarify Those bills passed under Trump were done on a bipartisan basis, largely supported by all members of Congress, and the rescue plan, not a single Republican voted for. That also brings me back to the Obamacare thing. I have no idea why he was yelling about that, the pre-existing conditions. I can't figure that one out. And the reckless spending deal, how do you say in in one minute, uh, I'm tired of being uh, accused of reckless spending when you're also saying that Republicans are obstructing his Build Back Better plan, which is nothing but reckless spending. That's why he can't get it through, because he can't even get his moderate Republicans to sign on to it. Is there conflict there? It really is. Don't accuse me of reckless spending. Pass this reckless spending bill over here, five minutes apart. Literally, in the same speech. I, I can't comprehend it, honestly. And, um, but you got to believe that's just what his handlers are telling him to say. Just incredible. Uh, his handlers are, for the most part, they're there because of what they are, not who they are. And uh, they're, I think, broadly incompetent. Yesterday, we played some sound for you before we go to break here from White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre. Uh, see what you think about this.
9: So I have two questions on baby formula. So first, um, what is the White House? What is the latest update the White House has received on the current info formula situation across the country?
12: Yeah, let me see if I have anything new for you on that. Uh, I think it's been a couple of days since we have asked to that question. I don't have anything new I know we made some announcements last week Uh, I I just don't have them in front of me
3: so I'm just going to say something here you guys have heard me many times state my concern over what I describe as the march to mediocrity that is as pointed an example of mediocrity she's there for one reason and one reason only that's because of her physical characteristics. Let's be honest. Because all the rage was when she was appointed first black female, right, to hold that position, I think. Lesbian. Lesbian, okay. So it's more physical characteristics. Got to have all the check marks. I got you. That was what was important. That was the landmark, right? Not because of her qualifications. So. I don't care about her being black and female and lesbian, and if she's qualified, I'm cool with that. I just care about being qualified for the job and putting the best qualified person in the position, period. That's how you achieve excellence. That's how you produce the most value for society. But when you just do it to check a box and then run around and parade and celebrate that, this is what you end up with, mediocrity. That is mediocrity on display right there. Oh, let me see. Let me flip. How could you not have a clue about something that is such a big issue in this country right now? That's terrible. That's mediocrity. It's Jennifer Granholm, Secretary of Energy, making videos. Keep that gas in the ground. (laughs) It's goofy Pete Buttigieg. That says we got to build roads that are equal and achieve equity. It's ridiculous that across the board. And now you've heard the members of ICE that were involved in uh, horseback that were involved in trying to keep immigrants migrants at bay, accused of whipping lynching them. Now they're trying to find some way to prosecute them, charge them on some administrative charge, some crap like that. Oh my gosh! So read the video. The photos clearly show nothing wrong was done there. Split rains anyhow. It wasn't a whip like they said it was.
4: We'll be right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, sunny skies, and hot, high near 95. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 74. Your Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 94. And a look to finally Friday, 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon.
14: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
11: You have the constitutional right to have and carry a firearm. If you can't use it safely, confidently, and effectively to defend yourself and your family, it does you absolutely no good. We have classes daily to teach you and your family how to improve your shooting skills, whether you are a beginner or a grandmaster. If you aren't fully satisfied with the training, we will refund your entire fee. Thanks, and we look forward to seeing you at Boondocks. Look us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at boondocksfta.com.
1: listen up ag up equipment can help you prep your land to bag your buck with the predator tractor package you can prep your land with a new john deere 3025e plus a loader rotary cutter disc and trailer for only 355 per month with zero percent financing give yourself the advantage and prep for that trophy with help from ag up equipment visit us in store or online at agup.com offer in 731 2022 payment based on 20 percent down some exclusions apply see
21: due for details
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A memorial service for Meridian police officer Kenneth Kroom will be held Thursday at 1 at the Meridian High School gym. Kroom was killed last week responding to a domestic violence call. There'll be a viewing at Northport funeral and cremation service Friday from noon to 4. The Alpha Psi Alpha fraternity will hold a ceremony for Kroom at the same location at 6 Friday night. Kroome was born in Tuscaloosa, and there are plans to to honor his memory there as well. The Wisconsin Association of School Boards is the latest to decide not to renew their membership with the National School Boards Association. The Mississippi School Boards Association voted to terminate their membership with the NSBA in November. This is the latest in an exodus by state school board groups following the controversy over angry parents being compared to domestic terrorists. 30 states have now distanced themselves from the national organization.
0: Hit a grand slam this afternoon. Listen to Sports Talk Mississippi. The hottest sports show in the state. The action kicks off this afternoon at 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. The Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi, where the news comes first. With live updates from Super Talk Mississippi News and Fox News every hour. Available on the Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm.
3: We thank you so much for tuning in today. We're in the Element Wealth studios, and don't forget, coming up at 1205, Jeremy Nelson, partner with Element Wealth. We're going to get into all this market stuff and uh, what he thinks about the Fed raising rates, the overall economic outlook, etc., should be a good uh, discussion. Carl on the C Spire text line says, My 401k dropped $4,000 yesterday before I was able to move it around. Joe doesn't care about our retirees or the working class. Well, that's an interesting comment, Carl, and I, I agree with you. H- here's something I thought about, Rhino. You remember on the campaign trail, one of the refrains that we heard was that Joe has empathy. Donald Trump's not an empathetic person. we got to elect somebody with empathy. You folks remember that? Over and over again. Such a kind person with empathy. The headline from Forbes on August 20th,
2: 2020, How Empathy Defines Joe Biden.
3: There you go. Even Forbes is in on it. So I start thinking about the folks who were hurt the most by his policies, sadly, are the ones that voted for him. The ones that they proclaim they are the staunchest advocates for. And that's the people, think about this, that work in jobs where they can't work from home and be on Zoom in their underwear. they got to get in a car, put gas in it, and go to their place of work, their place of business, their workplace. And spend money doing it. They're the ones getting crushed. What about those who are, have worked their whole dang lives and they have diligently and consistently put away some money in planning for retirement? And now they're approaching that point in their life where they're ready to enjoy their years after contributing and working. And they're watching their nest eggs and the value of them be destroyed. And they're looking at their 401k plans and their their portfolios and their nest eggs, like I said. And they're saying, hey, even if it's cash, that's worth less today. You saved it when it was worth more than it is today. And so you're not able to keep up with rising inflation. Where's the empathy for those people? Instead of having a Benny Thompson kangaroo court primetime January 6th hearing, what about getting everybody together to address these issues and discuss solutions, such as deregulating and standing down on all this climate change and wokeness crap it's costing us all. I tell you, this ESG stuff we've talked about, environmental social governance concept, where investors look at companies that are most conscious of the environment and social injustice, and they run their companies accordingly. And you've got banks who have said, we're not going to loan money to. Fossil fuels industry, we've got private equity investors, uh, Blackstone, et cetera, that have said the same. They're swearing off fossil fuels businesses. Got insurers now that have come out and said, we won't write insurance on companies engaged in those businesses. And so when you see all that, they hunkered down. Well, It's Joe Biden that's pushing all this ESG crap. It's Joe Biden that has instructed the regulatory agencies. They want to start including ESG nonsense in their annual reports so that investors could see just how socially conscious they are before placing their money, investing their money. Stand down on that. That that would be a way to address the situation. So I, I submit that this focus on social justice crap is frozen capital in the fossil fuels industry, which, of course, influences supply. It's just common sense. Stand down on that. Get together and say, okay, we see this is a problem, but you won't because you're married to it. They're wed to this stuff. They genuflected the altar of climate change, as I say. That would be something they could do from a regulatory perspective. Make the Trump tax cuts permanent. My gosh, you got record revenue. Don't you get it now? Make those permanent. Heck, even consider cutting corporate taxes. I know you hate that, right? Because the corporations, oh, I don't know, they might actually make more profit. But guess what's going to happen? They're going to invest it. I'm telling you, they are, because they're going to see more opportunity, more economic activity. That would be an example. Get control of the dang borders. Get serious about the crime ravaging our country. These are the sorts of things you could do. Stop indoctrinating our kids with this crap. But you won't see them talk about that. Nope. They are absolutely entrenched with their ideology and it's counter to everything I just said. And that's why they're not serious about truly helping people and improving their quality of life. They're they're more serious about the ideology that gets them reelected. And sadly it does. However, there's some good news to report on that front. Special election in the great state of Texas, a district south in Texas Republican Myra Flores flips this Texas House district red in a special election. Rhino, first time ever a Republican has represented this district. I think it went for Biden by 13%. Are you getting the message there, Joe? You seeing what's happening? I don't think so, honestly. I really don't. Even Elon Musk said he voted for in the election, special election. He also said that he's going to support DeSantis for president, what Musk said. Yes, yeah, so Carl, man, I, I hear you. And I, it pains me that so many like you, sir, are experiencing the, the the stress of looking at your portfolio. I don't know what your age is or where you are with respect to, oh, you, you told us yesterday yesterday. You were planning on retiring in October, but you lost thirty percent. And again, Rhino, I think that is representative of what a lot of folks in Carl's position are experiencing. Very few are able to outsmart this market. Honestly, just there's no place to hide. I mean, you could get all in all kind of fancy shorting strategies and stuff like that, but it's it's hard um to to do that and that's no guarantee either so. i know it's
2: not rule number one in financial literacy but it's in the top 10 that the higher the risk the higher the reward no doubt about it also the chance of losing more Uh absolutely in any investment the more money you stand to gain the more money you stand to lose
3: absolutely Pat, on the ceasefire tax line, how much do you want to bet they start putting it out that another stimulus is coming sometime before midterms or at least before the presidential election? Yeah, and the main thing there, Pat, that it still is getting kicked around a lot is student loan forgiveness. Now, that's not a, a broad stimulus, but it, it is some action they think they could get through. I don't think they can, honestly. They need to watch the movie Dave, Kevin Klein, and Charles Groban, says Jay in Oxford. <laughs> Jody and Pontotoc, what does this mean? State's exodus from National School Board Association continues as Nebraska cuts ties. Oh, yeah. So uh, all that means, Jody, is that the school board, the National School Board Association, is a woke organization, <laughs> honestly, a woke entity that's more concerned about indoctrination than they are education and so state school boards and uh, are exiting that because they don't see any value in it, and it, and it conflicts with the the way they think um, education ought to be handled in their particular state. It's really got to do with that more than anything. It's also anything. the group
2: that wrote the letter to Biden asking for the feds to investigate parents at school board meetings.
3: That's right. They sure did. And they were also influential in the management of the – reopening of the schools and the mask mandates and all that garbage as well as they were in bed with the unions on that Mose says gerard you're right the poorest are the ones suffering financially right now unfortunately they will still vote for benny thompson it it saddens me it saddens me at well as well mose and and before we had um mr flowers on i looked it up in ballotpedia i think maybe i said something when we interviewed him but the number who voted in the Democrat primary was like four times as much, I think, than the Republican, which says that, for the most part, whoever wins the Republican primary has got a huge uphill battle. It's not insurmountable, but you do want to ask him, what the hell are you thinking? How, how has he made it better in your district or his party? Be specific. I want to, I'd want. i like to know. Seriously. Maybe it is the intimidation. I don't know. Mr. Flowers mentioned We'll take a break. We got another segment here and then Jeremy Nelson from Element Wealth at 1205.
6: What do you really know about Michael Cassidy? He just came to Mississippi from Maryland and only registered to vote here last year. As a Navy Reserve pilot, Cassidy was grounded and put under an investigation. Mississippi doesn't need a carpetbagger. We need a conservative, a conservative like Michael Guest. I'm
7: Michael Guest and I approve this message because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi values. I ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff election.
6: Paid for by friends of Michael Gass.
11: At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets, we help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $10 on boat and RV batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com.
8: Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you.
1: The
4: best made to order lunches right around the corner at 4th and Goal Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or GrubHub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
19: This is the Midday agri market Report. 13 of 14 lawsuits filed against John Deere on the right to repair issue have been transferred to federal court in northern Illinois. Nearly all right to repair class action lawsuits filed against John Deere have been consolidated in the federal court. On Monday, a lawsuit filed in Mississippi by Tennessee farmer Blake Johnson in March and Virginia resident Samantha Castleberry were transferred to the Illinois court. In addition, a new lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court for the District of Northern Florida by Colvin Farms LLC also on Monday. Last week, a lawsuit filed by Greenwood, Minnesota based Hapkin Farms Incorporated in the U.S. District Court for the District of Minnesota also was transferred to the Illinois court. Two weeks ago, the U.S. Judicial Panel on Multi-District Litigation consolidated nine cases in the U.S. District Court for the District of Northern Illinois, and since then, four more cases have been part of the consolidation. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
1: Hello, I'm Colonel Randy Ginn, Director of the Mississippi Highway Patrol. In 2021, MHP investigated 1,480 crashes involving commercial motor vehicles on Mississippi roadways. Many of those crashes could have been avoided. The MHP Motor Carrier Safety division is partnering with big rig truckers to conduct safety checks across our state through the troopers and truckers safety initiative the department of public safety and the federal motor carrier safety administration are working together with one common goal to keep our highways safe for everyone thank you and drive safe
23: Inflation,
13: I understand, just a little. No, comprende, it's a
7: riddle. I'm on a Mexican radio. I'm on a Mexican whoa, radio.
3: That's a blast from the past. A <laughs> How a apropos that is. Mexican, whoa, so... Uh, perfect there, now. So talking about this ESG, environmental social governance concept, which really is just a concept, and uh, investors wanting companies to report their commitment and their involvement and in their activities related thereto, and some companies are saying, hey, if you're, not, if you're not woke enough, essentially, on climate change and social justice, we're not going to invest, And we're going to recommend to our clients not to invest. And that, I believe, is impacting the availability of capital to increase the supply of oil. Well, the great state of West Virginia, this just out, they are boycotting, the state is, certain financial firms because of their stance on ESG. They're saying, we're putting you on a list, and you would be ineligible to enter into or remain in banking contracts with the state. They've told BlackRock, that's one of the big private equity firms, that guy's totally gone woke on us, Wells Fargo, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, and Goldman Sachs. Oh, and U.S. Bank Corp. They're going to be placed on West Virginia's restricted financial institution list in 45 days. We ain't doing business with you. Because as we all know, the state of West Virginia, first of all, uh, relies quite a bit on coal. It's a major industry. And these guys are anti-coal. But yet, West Virginia, give us your business. Can't you just be in the banking business why you got to be so in social justice crap? So sick of that. I think Americans are. Well, hello, Mississippi. Maybe it's our time to take a stance to the extent we can. Now, I don't know how much business we do with BlackRock, Wells Fargo, any of these people. Well, there are others as well. I'm not sure, but whether or not we use them uh, in our bond trading, uh, our friend Treasurer David McRae, of course, would know the answer to that, but it's just something to think about, maybe taking a cue here from West Virginia. I like it. Karen and Ripley says, with respect to Joe Yelling, he's seen his poll numbers plummet. I think he sees what's going to happen in November, and he's worried. There are reports that he's getting uh, a little fired up in the West Wing and uh, becoming somewhat hostile. With uh, his stab, you seen that as well? That he's, oh you, yeah, yeah. He's getting hostile, and he's mad. Like, dude, it's you. <laughs> you know, you're once again. Is it just ingrained in this guy's personality and?
2: Well, it, I mean, he hasn't taken responsibility for a single thing he's done his entire life. Then
3: you shouldn't be the president. It's just simple. No, you shouldn't. I mean, it, that's that's just like requirement number one, in my view, because that. That is, is equivalent to integrity. If you don't take responsibility for your own actions or for your failures, to me, that's, that is a breach of integrity. At a minimum, transparency. But I say it's integrity. It's an integrity issue. And that is critical, of course, to anyone serving in public office. You see, in the private sector, the market figures that out. They weed it out. In the public sector, we got to do it at the ballot box. That's why it's so disheartening to see w- the voting numbers, the ballots cast in the Democrat versus the Republican primary in our congressional district, too. It's just automatic. I'm voting Democrat. I don't even know why, honestly. Man. Let's see here. Uh... Yeah, the girls' there saw white rain hairspray in the 80s was depleting the ozone layer. Aquanet. Yeah, we should have melted by <laughs> That's true. I remember that as well. Karen in Oxford says the only thing gover- government ever helps is itself. And I think you can extend that further, Karen. Those who are in government certainly... And again, we're generalizing. I think there are a lot of good people in government that put the people ahead of themselves. But I think we got a president and an administration, certainly a cabinet, who's uh, more about whatever I got to say and do to stay in power and get reelected. I don't really care. That doesn't matter. John Kerry is the ambassador of apocalypse. (laughs) It says "Carrot in Oxford. Yeah, that's pretty good. Bobby and Baseball says Trump is a businessman. If employees didn't do well, he didn't do well. That transferred to his presidency. If employees don't do well now, Biden gets more control over him. Seems like it. That's one big difference. Plus, he's put himself in a position where he's not going to terminate anybody because they're all there because of what they are. He'd be racist, misogynist and sexist and all that other stuff. It is time for the news here. Super Talk News, Fox News coming up next, and then Jeremy Nelson, a partner at Element Net Wealth, will try to unravel these volatile market conditions. Stay with us. You're
0: listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090.
16: News. I'm Chris Foster. It's the 10th anniversary of DACA, Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, put in place by President Obama to prevent the deportation of young undocumented immigrants. President Biden says they should have a
19: pathway to citizenship. They study hard to attend college and graduate school. They're entrepreneurs who start businesses. They serve in our military. Dreamers are friends and neighbors and Americans in every way except on paper. The
16: policy is still being challenged in court. Parts of Yellowstone National Park are expected to be closed through at least the rest of the year.
19: Flooding from
4: heavy rains and snowmelt causing mudslides, washed out roads and homes, and forcing the evacuation of over 10,000 visitors, some who had to be rescued. That was our way. <laughs> Video from Ryan Shrope via Storyful of a bridge being swallowed up by
16: a river. Foxes, Jeff also the worst damage in the northern part of the Park in southern Montana. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the
18: community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security. 601-898-3105. Call today.
11: With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment,
4: serving you since 1993. Hey, this is Bob and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com Bennett,
15: and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With inflation hitting a 40-year High, it appears more Americans are going into credit card debt. A recent report from the Federal Reserve finds revolving credit jumped in April by about 20 percent. Fox Business Network's Jerry Willis with more.
6: Credit card debt uh, now at $841 billion. That's a 20% month-to-month increase. And overall revolving debt at $1.1 trillion. That is a new all-time high. The previous high, 1000000000000
15: trillion pre-pandemic. The Consumer Price Index for May hit a new 40-year high at 8.6%. And the national average for a gallon of gas for the first time in history is over $5. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
20: Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed.
22: For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. If you're not sure what that means for you, did you know our membership counts 180,000 families? We are their voice at the state capitol and our nation's capital. We are more than agriculture. We are what's best for all Mississippi. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau. Become a member today at msfb.org.
15: Residents in the Pine Belt are being warned to keep an eye on their mailboxes. The Forest County Sheriff's Office has received reports of individuals driving through neighborhoods looking for mailbox flags that are up. They'll get inside, steal checks written for utility bills and other charges, erase the original information on those checks and insert new amounts before cashing them. To avoid any issues, they're recommending residents drop their mail off at their local post office. Mississippi is approaching peak season for mosquitoes in West Nile. A third human case of the virus is being reported in Octobahaw County. The other cases were in Adams and Hines counties. The Department of Health has some tips you can use to protect yourself. Remove standing water from around your house where mosquitoes can breed. Use a recommended mosquito repellent. And keep in mind that mosquitoes are most active in the mornings and in the evening. For all things Mississippi, visit Supertalk FM
0: Twilight Concerts at Renaissance are back. Ratchet Entertainment presents Twilight Concert Series at Renaissance. Saturday, July 9th, with JJ Gray and Mofro. Big head Todd and the Monsters.
13: Broken Hearted
0: Plus Jay and the Causeways. Tickets are on sale now at TwilightMS.com. That's TwilightMS.com. Brought to you in part by Southern Beverage. Renaissance. Ridgeland First. And Watkins Construction. Produced by Ratchet Entertainment Group.
1: Hey folks in the capital city metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk, Mississippi
0: 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think, deeply to think deeply and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
3: Back. In the Element Wealth Studios, Super Talk, Mississippi, rocking into the afternoon portion of the program on this hump day. Joining us now, Jeremy Nelson, a partner at Element Wealth. Jeremy, thanks for coming in. The Element Wealth Studios.
23: I, I always appreciate the invite. Thank you.
3: Yeah, man. So we thought it made sense to have you in to help us understand what in the heck is going on with these extremely volatile markets. Uh, a-, a big downturn the last several days. Looks like we're getting a little bit of a bear bounce maybe today i'm not sure i'd call it a rally but maybe a kind of a a temporary sort of bounce in anticipation later on this afternoon of the fed telling us what they're going to do with respect to the benchmark interest rate Uh, most analyst economists are predicting 75 basis points three quarters of a point wasn't too long ago we talked about this on the program earlier. Fed uh, Chairman Jerome Powell said we're taking
23: 75 basis points off the table, and we got a rally after that, right? Yeah. So uh, last time I was in, uh, you know, we talked about the the volatility index, all those sorts of things. We talked about you know the Fed was going to go 50, and uh, they taken seven, they took 75 off the table for the last hike. Yeah. Right. But yeah. they didn't take it off the table okay. for this hike. Okay. And, and so, look. They have to, and 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 I think that the market will actually respond well to it because what we saw over the last week or so here was rates jumped astronomically. Yeah. Right. So, you know, we we pushed up above three percent on the ten-year Treasury, then we backed down to about two point seven percent on the ten-year Treasury, and then we rocketed up to around three and a half, and we're trading what you know three forty today or so. Yeah, down a little bit, and, and so. What you saw was this massive, you know, 80 basis point jump in the in 10-year the because the inflation numbers aren't coming down. Yeah. And essentially what that's doing is it's, it's pushing the Fed into a corner where they are now going to have to um, shoot down inflation and worry about growth later, right? They've, they've got to get these inflation numbers under control because they're – they're peaking, but they haven't quite peaked, right? And we really need to see those numbers begin to turn down uh, in order to get some confidence back in the market.
3: Don't you think that the market was looking for some sign that inflation was at a minimum stabilizing and yep. moderating? And we didn't get that. And that sent us into a tailspin. Is that it,
23: exactly? So um, last time I was in, right, it was on a Friday and we had. You know a little bit of that dead cat bounce, yeah. And and we kind of said, look, this is not this is not the end of it. And we actually pushed slightly uh, to new lows, um, you know, at the beginning of this week. So the the market needs to see the inflation numbers come in, and the Fed has to prioritize. Now remember this: though. the Fed's job isn't to keep the market up, right? And, and we are in this. Predicament because the Fed tried to keep the market up, right? Right. So, but the Fed's got to get the inflation under control because it is it's affecting Americans. I mean, and at the end of the day, when you look at the the price of gas, the price of of everything, the the shortages in in food, um, in, uh, baby formula, whatever, yeah. like it, across the board, consistently, there's all these things we're having shortages of. That are literally affecting the lives of Americans, yeah. and it's time for the Fed to just kind of put their put their foot on the gas, raise the rates, um, get up to where they need to be, bring these inflation numbers down because um, that's that's the number one thing right now.
3: Yeah. So there are concerns, of course, and the Fed is trying to, as you know, thread this needle. What can we do to uh, to cool inflation? without tipping the economy into a recession. That's the so-called soft landing, mm-hmm. which would mean we are able to uh, moderate inflation, and we don't go into a recession. Honestly, Jeremy, my bigger concern is that we get this three-quarters of a point rate hike today, and we don't see any change in the inflation.
23: It's going to take time, right? So just because the Fed moves rates today yeah. doesn't mean that tomorrow all of a sudden inflation is going to come down, right? Right. There, there's going to be a lag effect here the actions that they're taking today are what's going to begin to slow things down in you know a couple of months yeah um, and so you know why we're seeing the numbers at the level we're seeing them at right now from an inflationary perspective is because the Fed waited way too long yeah the the, the, the inflation train had left the station and they hadn't done anything. And now they're having to play catch up.
3: Well, the Fed chairman himself is on record as saying we believe it's transitory. We got the secretary of the Treasury saying she believed it's transitory. And so that was the talking point. That was the seemed like the widely held view of
23: those in charge. I, I think that um, I, and I agree to a certain degree that some of it is transitory, um, but it's not completely transitory. Okay, When you run negative real interest rates. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the 10 year Treasury and you look at what inflation is, and when the 10 year Treasury is predominantly below the rate of inflation for 14 years, you're going to get. Inflation yeah, at makes some point.
3: sense. yeah, makes sense because we had we had the treasury down in the in the one percent below one yeah. percent range for yeah. a while, and we had inflation in the two percent or so yeah. range, yeah. And so, all right, so some economists would say until we get the the Fed funds rate, the benchmark rate, up somewhere around the CPI, we're not going to see uh, a lot of influence on on pricing.
23: So I I think. Uh, there's a there's a little nuance to that. I, I think that they're going to converge at some point, right? Okay. The inflation numbers are going to come down. Okay. Because remember, your inflation numbers are a year-over-year number. Yeah, yeah. And so you're comparing to 12 months ago. Right. So naturally, as we get later into this year, and the inflation numbers were higher at the end of last year, and we're comparing to those higher numbers, then we're going to see a decline in the inflation rate. So you're going to get this decline in the inflation rate as rates are going up they will converge at some point. Okay. You know where that is? Is it I mean, we talked last time we we kind of see 3 and a quarter fed funds rate by the summer of next year. Okay. It might be a little higher now, right? Because it, because it is taking longer for the inflation to peak. It it it's it hasn't peaked. It's probably going to be later this summer when it finally does. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Well, so where are we now?
3: 1% fed funds, right? Just above you. Yeah, okay. So we get three-quarters today. And last time we did that, I looked it up, 94, I yes. believe. Yeah. Right? It's been since the mid-'90s
23: since we had a hike this big.
3: And, you know, uh, I don't know how much it is related, but that was the same year that Orange County, California, filed for bankruptcy. Really? Yeah. The county really? filed for bankruptcy. Sure did. in In the wake of the three-quarter point hike. I don't know if it was related. They may have had a lot of debt. They I don't must, know.
23: They must have had a lot of variable. <clears throat> excuse me, variable yeah. rate debt. Variable rate yeah. debt. Is what I yeah. thought as
3: well. I didn't go dig further into it. I just thought that that was an interesting timing coincidence there. Um, but so as we know, we've been talking about on the program when when you get the the uh, interest rates up, it, it consumers of course it affects. But it, the the bigger issue to me is in the commercial segment. The, the cost of capital and and the cost of money rises, which tends to reduce their their inclination to go make purchases that they finance through debt, and that has a, an effect throughout. That just ripples through the whole economy. It's just less economic activity.
23: Well, and, and it it ultimately affects valuations as yeah. well. Yeah, right? true. And so, I, I know you know over the last. 24 months since COVID, the market went a little bit wild with some of the tech stocks, and yep. you know, classically trained people like me with MBAs that do <laughs> discounted <laughs> cash flow analysis, we we weren't very popular. We were losers, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, if you, if you get into you know how you value companies, the risk free rate is a major input, and yeah. as interest rates go up, then the cost of capital goes up, and and valuations on stocks come down. Right. But if you look at you know, say the S and P 500 now. It was trading at 30, 34 times earnings 12 months ago. Now you're trading at 20 times earnings. So stocks today are trading probably pretty close to fair value, right? Um, So we think that the majority of the damage in stocks is done. Could it get a little worse? Yeah. Uh, Because most of the time when things go up, they overshoot on the upside. And when they go down, they overshoot on the downside. Yeah. But today, I think stocks generally are probably pretty fairly valued based on the profit uh, that that stocks are generating. So, uh, you know, we've kind of got a little bit of an eye on, on some things selectively that we think are starting to look pretty attractive.
3: I haven't seen anybody, however, just declare bottom. Have you? No, because you just haven't hit the
23: conditions for a bottom. Okay. Right? Um, so we've got some oversold indicators that we're following, and it just never quite got there yet.
3: Yeah, yeah.
23: You got to go, you can hang around. I can hang around.
3: All right, we got another segment coming back with Jeremy Nelson, a partner at Element Well. Stay with us.
7: Savings red-hot selection. The deals have never been hotter than now at Ridgeland Mitsubishi during our sizzling summer sell-down. Our entire lineup of cars, SUVs, and crossovers are priced to move with scorching savings right now. Pay only $249 per month on new 2022 Mitsubishi Mirages. That's just $249 per month. And with gas prices being so high, the Mirage's 40 MPGs will keep more cash in your pocket. Bring in your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. Shop from over 1,500 quality pre-owned vehicles right now at RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000 mile powertrain warranty from Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Think you can't get approved? Think again. Our goal is 100% credit approval, no matter your past credit history. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we're giving you more selection to choose from, more savings and more affordable monthly payments every single day, period. So come say big while the deals are hot at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, when nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County 9 Road, call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi, Mara, 10% down, 29 months.
20: See you with approved credit.
1: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 to 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. Now back to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi.
3: Welcome everyone to Midday Super Talk Mississippi in the Element Well Studios. Jeremy Nelson, partner at Element Well. All right, so Jeremy, folks are saying that, uh, and I apologize for this. We're talking a bit over their heads and some stuff, and I, we're not trying to. I can assure you that. But this is a valid question. Folks are looking at their four hundred one k's, and they're and they're stressed. They're worried. We we were we got listeners who have said, "Gosh, I was thinking about retiring." But due to the losses I've experienced, I, I can't. i got to keep working and got to get my nest egg built back up. It's been a lot of value destruction as a result of uh, the markets uh, plummeting and plunging. So what, 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 do you, what do you say to somebody that has experienced a, a significant downturn in the value of their portfolio, their nest egg, they're approaching retirement, but they don't feel like they have enough saved up, put away, To sustain them, what do you say to them, given the present conditions?
23: So the the first thing you really have to do is an an inventory of what you've got, right? You have to have a financial plan. Yeah. I can't tell you how many people come into our office and say, I'm retiring, what can we do? And I'm like, well, we really should have had this conversation a few years ago to figure out and make sure that you had enough. And there's been times where I've told people, based on what you're telling me you're going to spend, there's not enough money here. You do need to continue to work. So first and foremost, you want to do an inventory and you want to do a a plan. What's happening in the stock market right now, you know, that portion of your portfolio, this is not abnormal, right? A 20% correction in the market actually happens typically every three years or so. All right we we've saw we, we skirted up against we had it during covid uh, we skirted up against it in 2011 um, obviously the financial crisis you know so so it is not that abnormal for the markets to correct 20%. What is abnormal right now is what's going on in the bond markets. So as we get closer to retirement, you know a lot of people who are going to be looking at their 401k's, they're going to have money in a target date fund, right? We've all seen these target date funds in our portfolios. And a large portion of the 2020 fund, say, is going to be in bonds. Well, bonds are down with interest rates being up. Those bonds, though, ultimately will mature, right? right? And then they will reinvest at higher interest interest rates. rates. So I think for anybody that's, that's going through this right now, you've kind of got to do the exercise of really understanding what do I own? How long is it going to take to recover? You know, How much of the decline is from the rise in interest rates, which ultimately means in the future I'm going to make more interest, so that's yep. good, um, versus how much is it in stocks? And then selectively, right, do I own high-quality stuff that I can feel comfortable with? Yeah. Or do I own some garbage that i got to worry about?
3: Yeah. Because strong companies with strong balance sheets, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing this this trouncing of big tech, for example, which includes stalwarts such as Apple and Microsoft, mm-hmm. very valuable companies, very yep. profitable companies, but they're still getting pounded. And and so, you know, all the investor, uh, all the analysts that I've seen still say, gee, we're still buying that stuff on the way down. We're not just going all in, but we still see those as is long term good investments. They're still going to be around, they're still going to be profitable. And honestly I believe if they're not, it doesn't matter. Nothing else is going to work in our economy. Well
23: exactly, right. And so when you when you look under the hood of these companies like you referenced and some others, you know, the Googles, and we won't give security recommendations on the sure, radio, but, sure. but if you go under the hood and you look at the public data that's out there on Google and Facebook and Amazon and Apple. And you look at the consistency of their revenue and profit growth, right. and you look at their, you know, the valuations of companies now, what they're trading at today versus what they were trading at before, I, I understand why these analysts that get on CNBC are, are saying, hey, look, we're continuing to buy these types of companies because they're trading at market multiples now, but they're growing at faster rates
3: right. than the multiples. So they're on sale, essentially. Yeah yeah, done the line there on sale. So question, how will interest rates affect the housing market? We got mortgage rates yesterday being quoted 6-2, for a conventional 30-year.
23: I see this as, as a major, major thing. Um, we've talked about this for a while. So about six months ago, you could get a 30-year mortgage at 3%. So if you could afford $3,000 in principal and interest, you could buy about a $700,000 house. Today... That $3,000 buys you a roughly $511,000 mortgage. Right. So that's a $190,000 gap here that we're talking about. Now, it's going to take time. There's going to be a lag effect, right? Um, But eventually, when everybody can afford less house, it has to affect the housing market. It's inevitable.
3: Don't you have to also be concerned about this dramatic run-up in housing prices we saw over the last... 12, 14, 18 months as a result of demand, supply, and and people cashing out, having made a lot of money in the market. You saw a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of funny money as well. They're going out, and we had this – and a lot of just folks just hunkered down and not doing anything. And now they get out, and that caused the prices. It's just demand-supply dynamic. Are they at risk, though, what they bought at the market high? They may be locked into a really low-rate mortgage, and so from from an affordability perspective, they're protected, but the amount of money they invested in that asset might be at risk.
23: Yeah, so housing is interesting. I think that, look, a house is a place to live, right? Sure. And I know a lot of people look at their, their house as an investment. investment yeah. But a house, at the end of the day, is a place to live. So as long as you're not selling or being, you know, your job's not transferring you, you're not going to get hurt. Um, you know, until you sell. I agree. So as long as long as you've got the, the way to offset your risk, there is. Look at what a, a regular mortgage would be at today's rates. Look at what you're paying. Save the extra into an investment account, and that'll offset any decline that you would have in the price of the, the house.
3: Yeah, so here's a question. Not sure what you think about this. Just Kirk from Columbus. Ask your guest how he feels about EB charging station stocks. Does he really think that there's going to experience a big increase And in, 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 as an investment? I know you don't want to get into well, yeah, recommending particular issues, but... Yeah. so.
23: I believe that there are a lot of really, really speculative areas to the market and and you know EV charging stations would be one of them. Um, I think that stocks like that are like going to the casino, right? These companies do not make money, right And there is a major risk that a lot of them will ultimately go bankrupt. And so you know, what I always try to tell people is it's okay to have some play money. Uh, but it's got to be the money you're willing to lose. It can't be your core retirement money.
3: Yeah. You know, I, I want to say Blink is one of the ones I saw yep. the CEO yesterday yep. on the on the Business Channel talking about it. And of course, this is another situation where this is ideological. So you got government pouring gazillions of dollars. Right. We're going to build 500,000 charging stations. That was appropriated. Um, and enacted in the uh, $1.9 or $1.2 Bipartisan Infrastructure mm-hmm. Act, and that included 500,000 charging stations. So these guys are going to benefit from that. The CEO was talking ab- uh, about that. But you're right, still not making any money. This is kind of like yeah. the dot-com It error. is. Who Who's going to prevail? Who's going to be standing when all said and done?
23: You know, I, I think that if you go back, and, and I think that's a perfect analogy because we've talked about this a lot with clients. If you go back and look at the dot-com bubble, There were winners and there were a lot of losers. If you waited until the dust settled and just picked up the ones that didn't go bankrupt, you did really well. That's right. Right? So I I don't think that people need to be rushing in here today to try to figure out who the winners and losers are. I think there's going to be plenty of time for the dust to settle on a lot of this you know, EV charging stations or, or different tech stocks and things that were really hot last year. That are now just getting absolutely trashed.
3: Yeah, I think I think you're right about that as well. But this is another situation where you know government is influencing because uh, they're putting in place policies mm-hmm. that hurt one industry and benefit another. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're picking the winners and losers rather than the market doing it.
23: But what what we've what we've seen about you know that specific kind of industry is yeah. it's it, it, they still haven't been able to generate. Profit, no, even with even with subsidies, right? Right, they made a dime. Um, yeah. and, and so I, I just think for for us who are dealing with other people's money, right? So we're, we're we tend to be a little more conservative because I don't want to wake up and look at someone and say, "Sorry, you can't retire because of what we did." Yeah. Um, for us, we're just a little more conservative on it, yeah. and and I think that once we'll get to a point where the market will let us know when the dust is settled. There's going to be some bankruptcies. And and picking up the winners at that point will probably make sense.
3: Yeah, that makes sense. But it does feel like we're in kind of the late 90s of the dot-com stuff, and everybody's trying to get something out there, some offering. And who was left standing after all was said and done is who ended up making
23: money. Yep, exactly.
3: Appreciate you coming in, Jeremy. Great discussion. Thanks for your insight. Appreciate
23: it. Thank you. All right.
3: Jeremy Nelson, partner with Element Wealth Studios. We'll be right back in the Element Wealth. I should say Element Wealth. We're in the Element Wealth Studios. We'll be right back.
4: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a slight chance of rain, sunny skies, and hot, high near 95. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 74. Your Thursday, a slight chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 94. And a look to finally Friday, 20% chance of rain, mostly sunny, high near 95. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
7: At Mississippi Aquarium, there are new discoveries around every corner, from friendly staff to awe-inspiring experiences.
18: Dive deep into the aquatic wonders as you discover life above and below the ocean's surface. Immerse yourself in wonderment and ignite your curiosity through the beauty of our ever-changing wildlife. So join us on the adventure into the brown, blue, and beyond at Mississippi Aquarium.
6: The New Degree of Comfort
8: Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With inflation hitting a 40 year high, it appears more Americans are going into credit card debt. A recent report from the Federal Reserve finds revolving credit jumped in April by about 20 percent. Fox Business Network's Jerry Willis with more.
6: Credit card debt uh, now at eight hundred and forty-one billion dollars. That's a twenty percent month-to-month increase. And overall revolving debt at one point one trillion. That is a new all-time high. The previous high
15: one trillion pre-pandemic. The consumer price index for May hit a new forty-year high at eight point six percent. And the national average for a gallon of gas for the first time in history is over five dollars. For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm. I'm Kelly Bennett.
3: Welcome back, everyone. Middays. We appreciate uh, Jeremy Nelson, partner at Element Wealth, the sponsor of the Element Wealth Studios, for coming in and uh, informing us and enlightening us on his thoughts about the market, the economy, where all that's set. And I know folks just want to know, when can I expect my 401k to start trending upward? I'm tired of watching it go down every day. I think that's the, the typical American. That's... They, uh, they have these accounts that they've been saving in for their retirement. That's the purpose. And you know, I apologize I didn't ask him that from a timing perspective, but I can t- on the air, but I can't tell you I did talk to him about it offline. Uh, I have uh, an account uh, as well at Element Wealth. I've had about, I think four years now. And, uh, and so it's pretty much she's expecting some sort of rally by the end of the year, sustained rally, not just a a day like we're witnessing today uh, where the indexes are in the green and then you'll see them pull back again because we we still hadn't tamed this inflation monster. And as you could tell, we've talked about it, Jeremy talked about it, that's what's weighing on everybody's mind that the Fed's going to have to raise rates to get a hold of inflation and in doing so, that drops us into a recession and that means less economic activity a contraction which translates to lower profits and profits are the mother's milk of stocks I know Joe Biden doesn't like to hear that he doesn't believe in profit it just doesn't right Uh, he would argue otherwise but we, we talked about it earlier he's Scolding the oil and gas companies. Quit worrying about profits. People are hurting. Huh. It's so stupid, so short-sighted. Incredible. Uh, Jody and Ponteck, who told us, uh, sent us a report about the states getting out of the National School Board Association. The state school boards, and, and we discussed that because they're <laughs> they went and claimed that parents were domestic terrorists and states are saying okay we're out this is ridiculous she said we need to get our show on nationwide maybe we could turn things around (laughs) well the podcast is available anywhere in the world that's true if we can get a a sponsor and some syndication off we go we'd have fun with that i have no doubt brent from mendenhall says I can't keep operating my business if fuel and every oil product keeps going up, not making any money, living week to week. Man, I hate to hear that, Brent. I really do. And um, I I want the best for you, and uh, I I pray for you as well. And and I know your situation is, is a typical one. That's what's scary, and I just don't think we have a government that gets it. They're too busy trying to identify other culprits than themselves. And you simply cannot address and effectively solve problems where you are the culprit until you acknowledge that. And like I said, if you would just go before the nation and say, okay, we get it, we're going to stand down on this ridiculous regulatory framework we have. We're going to make the Trump tax cuts permanent. You know he hates that. Only because it's associated with Trump. Despite the fact that they're clearly working. And they worked when they were implemented. In 17. We had 2% inflation. We had rising wages. We had a roaring stock market. We had $2 in change gas. People were working. Generally happy about their economic situation. But no... Because of your deep contempt and hate for one person, you're not willing to do the right thing from a policy perspective and help people, all because of one person. That's selfish, honestly. It's ridiculous. Hmm. 1976, says William in Greenville, the last refinery built, yeah, I saw this too, William, that the Chevron CEO the last few days said there will never be another refinery built in the U.S. Well, of course not. When the government's saying we're shutting you down. It ain't hard to figure that out. And I'm telling you, if they would announce, I believe Rhino tomorrow, hey, we're building a new refinery, you'd see futures drop. I really do. It, it's the, it's the, the message, the sentiment. It's the direction That's what investors are looking at. That's what the industry is, what the market is looking at. No, we don't have that. We have just the opposite. Because that
2: announcement would mean that there's going to be an increase on the supply side in the future. So the futures, name being important there,
3: would respond. Exactly. Just doesn't get it. By the way, Rhino, I'm watching the television in the studio here. We've been talking about the nuclear fusion. They're doing a story on the news right now. We were ahead of it, dang it. <laughs> we had it going. I've also seen the cancer story. You know, that's one we shared. Uh, colorectal cancer, there's there's some treatment that's, that was administered in clinical trials, and 18 of the 30 patients in the trial all responded 100% remission. This is breakthrough fantastic news. But... Literally, the reporter is standing in front of Lower Alloways Creek, New Jersey. There's a nuclear power plant plant in the background, and you see the gigantic, um, the gigantic standards that that uh, have the wires attached to it that are that's carrying electricity out into the grid, supplying it to the grid. And yeah, let's just do it right now. This is crazy for not. Pursuing nuclear fission and fusion now that we have it, with vigor. It's nineteen percent fossil fuels, sixty-one percent renewal was twenty-one percent, nineteen percent of our power supply. It ought to be just the opposite because it's indefinite, right? It's it's almost
2: indefinitely renewable because depending on the process used to recycle the fuel from the nuclear reactor they can get anywhere from 88 to 97% of the used fuel and reuse it. Totally agree. But no. And we... that's using designs from 30, 40, 50 years ago. They're working on current that's designs true. that would be molten salt that would be even more efficient in the transfer of thermal energy that would bump up the fission reactors by a magnitude of two or three. That's not even including the, the research in fusion.
3: You know, it's interesting you say that because they just displayed a graphic that said of all the various energy sources, coal, gas, fossil fuels, um, nuclear, the efficiency of nuclears at the top of the list at 92%. Nothing else even comes close to nope. that. Nope. Unbelievable. On the ceasefire text line, wanted me to ask, uh, sorry, I didn't get to this when Jeremy was here, if investors don't have six, seven, eight buckets of money, bonds, annuities, structuring notes, cash value, life insurance, other non-correlated assets, did they need to change financial advisors, real estate too? Well, I think it's fair to say that uh, most, it depends on what your goals are, right? So when you hire a wealth manager, such as Element Wealth, you sit down and you take stock of your situation, just like Jeremy said, and they they do a great job of taking an inventory of your various assets, and um, and and your um, just your balance sheet in general, and then they come up with a plan that's suited for what you want, and it, it just depends. Do you want to take more risk? and and uh or do you want moderate risk or do you want like no risk? just protect That's all I care about, and let's invest in securities that uh, are principal protecting so yeah, and typically what you end up with there is a, is a diverse portfolio which is what um, this individual on the C-SPIRE tax line is is suggesting and I'm not sure I know any wealth managers that don't a- a- apply that same approach because uh, I have two. Element Wealth, I have another one as well. And, uh, and, and it's the same, same process. Uh, I can tell you my personal experience. Jeremy's done a fantastic job uh, for me. It's not just Jeremy, but the Element Wealth team as well. George in Oxford says, just curious, did anyone sound the alarm about this inflation when the massive COVID money was issued, George in Oxford? Yeah, there were economists that were warning against this. But the problem was, George, is that, again, the scientists, the medical professionals were telling us, you got to shut it down or millions of people are going to die. You remember that, Rhino? Millions. Hell, well, during the campaign, Joe Biden was saying every time Trump had a rally, they were all going to die. I Super mean, I may, spreader event. I may be exaggerating a little bit, but not too much. Remember when, I can't forget this one, the, the images of it that were all over the, the news, when uh, Governor Ron DeSantis opened the beaches up for spring break. And and the folks of the race lady at uh, MSNBC, look at that, Ron DeSantis, he's killing people. They're on the beach. And then, what, about a month later we learn, ah, this COVID stuff pretty much dies instantly in the sun. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Final segment coming up in the Element Well Studios when we return straight ahead.
6: What do you really know about Michael Cassidy? He just came to Mississippi from Maryland and only registered to vote here last year. As a Navy Reserve pilot, Cassidy was grounded and put under an investigation. Mississippi doesn't need a carpetbagger. We need a conservative, a conservative like Michael Guest.
7: I'm Michael Guest, and I approve this message because you deserve to know the truth. I have a proven conservative record fighting for you and our Mississippi values. I ask for your vote in the June 28th runoff election.
6: Paid for by friends of Michael Guest.
14: This hour of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
11: This is Joe Rooks for do-it-yourselfers or seasoned pros. Revelace
19: is the place to go. This is Smokey Williamson. If it has to do with keys, Revelace Hardware can help. We cut house and office keys. We can rekey locks in the store. And in some stores, we can even key alike padlocks. At Revel Ace, we program automobile keys and fobs for most makes and models for much less than the dealer. There's a Revel Ace hardware near you. Come see us.
9: Learn more at RevelHardware.com.
20: Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts,
18: Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's
4: 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the
21: name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter
13: Pray to God I see headlights I Made it down the coast in 17 hours Picking me a bouquet of dogwood flowers And I'm hoping for Raleigh I can see my baby tonight
3: We are back from the... Element Wealth Studios final segment on this. Hump date. All right, so Elon Musk, who we just reported, said he voted for the Republican candidate in that Texas special ele- election, where which is now flipping. I think this which is he's now
2: a- being accused of supporting white nationalism saw, with his man.
3: vote. Yeah, unbelievable. That's unbelievable. They're totally toned up. I'm telling you, they're pushing... Didn't you
2: vote for an Hispanic woman? Hispanic
3: woman, yeah. Not only that, but you know How why... How is that
2: white supremacy? Uh,
3: i tell you why I think it is. Because her husband works for ICE. I think that's the only thing I can come up with. Honestly. But I also believe that they're totally misreading the Hispanic population, which, by the way, is larger than the black population in this country. Is a composition of the total population. They don't support their crap, I'm telling you. They don't support this woke nonsense. The woke labeling as Latinx. They don't like that either.
2: Not at all. Because it's a slap in the face to their culture. Their culture has different words for different genders.
3: Absolutely. Goofy old Liz Warren, she's the one that just she uses it with such pride, such glee. I'm bigger and better than you. I'm more virtuous than you, Latinx. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Elon Musk, by the way, we just talked about him, says he voted for the Republican candidate, Ms. Flores. And he has said that he's likely to support Governor Ron DeSantis as the presidential candidate. He now, just a little while ago, said he wants to create a pack the political action committee, that would, quote, support candidates with centrist views from all parties. I think that's fairly closely aligned to what his uh, he, he's conveyed in terms of his political views and thoughts about politics in general. Just wanted to pass that on. All right, so one of the things that Jeremy talked about from Element Wealth, this was off the air, was that he anticipates we're going to get a flip the market, at least, from an investment perspective, in uh, the control of the House. And and, um, 50-50, but likely uh, maybe a one- or two-seat advantage for the Republicans in the Senate. But the bottom line is, even with control of the House, pretty much you got gridlock, right? And so you always hear the market likes gridlock. He did say that, okay? He did, and that's why he thinks that post-November, that we're we're going to start to see an end-of-the-year rally. That's what he told me. So I just wanted to pass that on, folks. But I got this article that I thought was really uh, fascinating, uh, Rhino, and it's in the Washington Post, the ComPost, as Rush used to call it. And the title is, Why Losing the Midterms Isn't the Worst Things for Democrats. Matt Bai is the author, contributing columnist, and the and he's a, he's a democrat i mean i, I self professed if you will but the main thing he points to is how in the past when there's been this kind of sweep in the midterms and change of control how normally that kind of writes itself in the future and pivots control returns control back but <laughs> Listen to this paragraph, you know these writers, they're wordsmiths, and they like to uh kinda uh embellish the writing, the language for interest quote Meanwhile, a newly emboldened Republican majority likes space junk orbiting its trumpian star. <laughs> will gravitate even more strongly toward anti-democratic themes of election fraud and intolerance. Like Clinton and Obama before him, Biden will have the chance to rebrand himself as the grown-up standing firm against bullies and extremists. <laughs> he said instead of he says instead of spending every free minute trying to hold the whiny factions of his own party together, he can give statesman-like speeches (laughs) in defense of principles that resonate with a broad electorate.
2: Are they laying the groundwork for a pivot in how they portray the president? If the Republicans do win in the midterms, are they going to start treating him with kid gloves and actually (laughs) pointing out that he's frail and old, and the Republicans are bullying the poor old man?
3: He also, this is where he loses credibility. He also says he expects that the Democrats are going to get trounced. And he said, if that outcome leads, as I think it might, to the end of our constitutional republic, then maybe losing the midterms isn't the end of the world. Oh, it's the end of the republic. <laughs> The sky is falling. The sky is falling. <laughs> We're out of time here today. Are you off tomorrow? I am. Okay. Rhino's off tomorrow. I think Will's going to be filling in for him. We appreciate you so much for joining us today. We'll be back in the Element Well studios tomorrow. Will and I will. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone. A
13: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.